I would like to scan all of you in this room, one at a time. There are four billion people on Earth. 237 are scanners. They'll control your mind, conquer your will, manipulate your body like a toy. Self-destruct, five seconds. The pain begins. And your flesh. And your brain. Four seconds. You feel its power. Three seconds. The pressure. The pounding. The terror. Two seconds. You can't breathe. It chokes you. It destroys you. <laughs> One second. You begin to self-destruct. Experience the terrifying power of scanners. You pray it will end, and it will. Scanners. Their thoughts can kill. so all right hey listeners welcome to chewing the scenery horror Hold movie up. podcast i'm not ready okay yeah no i'm kidding listeners, Go ahead. all right i was saying chewing the scenery horror movie podcast i think Is that that's where i left off called. yeah so uh, i have to just edit it yeah yeah you know i could i could make it sound completely Ooh. smooth no transition mm-hmm. no problem at all um, we are a podcast that talks about horror movies and we don't care about what era or what quality, but for the next few episodes, well, the next several episodes, we're going to do a movie from each of the eighties because we reached episode 81 mm. and we're going to talk about scanners. Um, but before that, thank you to the moon rays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show Buy the music on iTunes or Amazon. Say hi to them on Facebook where they are the moon dash rays. Um, we're going to talk about what we watched since last time, but uh, first of all, um, just found out we lost uh, Jonathan Demi, mm, which yeah, is, today. yeah, that's a drag. Um, and he wasn't the guy who made 100 horror movies, but he did give us Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and that's amazing and horrifying. So that's a big loss. But uh, uh, in happier news, um, this is something I'm just now telling Will. Uh, we heard from Christian Stella, who worked on The Battery, oh. and, <laughs> which is great. Um, if you look on his IMDb, he wore a lot of hats, <laughs> uh, including cinematographer and a lot of, a lot of the sound. Um, so Christian Stella, uh, you'll see him as sound department, cinematographer, editor, so on and so forth. Um, and if I open up Twitter, I'll tell you what uh, he had to say, because uh, I... I tweeted that uh, we had the episode about uh, the battery. Excellent. Which I said, uh, now up a podcast that's as tasty as chicken water. And, <sighs> and, and mad props to Jeremy Gardner as well as all the people who made the battery. And apparently Christian had uh, listened to the episode. And um, he had... Uh, a lot to complain about. I no, he, he, wanted to, he wanted to tell... Misconceptions uh, <laughs> to correct... No, I, I think I think we pretty much nailed it. But uh, he said, um, uh, you guys are the first people to question the Greek to zombies credit. You're right about the term being about obscuring things in production. And this is over the course of four tweets because you, you have to, you know, yeah. limit your, what is it, 140? 140, 140 yes. characters. Um, in production especially, you have to Greek trademarked logos. So that means to turn a can of cola oh, okay. or whatever. So you will hear that, I guess, in film production as uh, that needs to be Greeked because you can read that from the camera angle. Um, so he said, uh, we said it so many times when hiding logos that it evolved. Then we were saying it for all kinds of things for no reason. Like, hey, can you Greek your body a little bit to the left? <laughs> 
<clears throat> and he said, all that said, the actual Greek zombies were just the ones that got cut from the film. We cut out four full zombie scenes before the car stuff. So now we know. And thank all you. Right. Thank you, Christian, for letting us know. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. It's really awesome to know that somebody who worked on the battery is yeah, at least a one-time listener. <laughs> and uh, so there we have it. Greek zombies. Greek zombies. Explained. You're, you're, Good. You're hearing it here first. And apparently he was hearing it first. <laughs> like no one else had brought it up. Ah. So. I always stay through the credits. So we are your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will and Jolien. Will, what have you watched since last time? Um, what have I watched? Nothing. Nothing. All right. I don't think I've watched anything. <laughs> We're going to get right to the movie. A handful of vampire diaries and maybe a handful of British real estate shows. <laughs> <laughs> Still a lot of pea gravel? Yeah, a lot of pea gravel. Yeah. A lot um, of British products that have been Greeked. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the Greeks call it. <laughs> I wonder. Can you just us that product over there? Because it's hard to read. Some yeah. countries, I think Germany, you have they have a whole industry of fake products made for movies. Yeah, we have some that have turned up a lot, like Morley cigarettes. Yeah. You know, which look like Marlboro at a glance, but they're Morley. Um, and I know that Tarantino has his own set of things. Red like Apple. Red Apple cigarettes and yeah. Big Kahuna Burger. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So, nothing nothing else? Not really. Jolien, <laughs> you're up. What did you watch? I, I saw a few films this time. Good. Let's hear uh, about all of them. Yes. In great detail. <laughs> uh, Silence from last year. Uh, Martin Scorsese. How was that? Uh, did you... No, I didn't. That know. came and went pretty fast. I'd never even heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a based on the Shisaku Endo novel about uh, Christians in Japan and okay. 17th century getting thrown in volcanoes and things. Um, there, there was like a revolt and then they just got put down. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, like one of the distracting things in this movie is like uh, everyone who's in it has is better known for playing superheroes or Star Wars characters. You're like, hey, that's Kylo Ren, that's Spidey. That's, oh, oh yeah. That's Hogan, that's Russell Ghoul, that's Steppenwolf. Um, but, and, and also it wasn't filmed in Japan, which is a little distracting for me. I think it was all filmed in Taiwan. Hmm. Um, there's a few decapitations in it. Hmm. Yeah, so what? This thing goes on for like two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. So Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver come to Japan to uh, look up this priest played by Liam Neeson. They're all, they're all Jesuits. And uh, they want to find him to see that if he's actually... Still uh, alive? Well, yeah, he's, he's reputed to have done... Uh, I think they, they call it apostasy, where you renounce your faith. Yeah. And it, what, what they did in Japan was like you step on an image... Uh-huh. They put them in this I think it's called a fumier or something, and uh, uh, so they want to track him down and, and see if if this guy who's in such an inspiration to them that actually did that. Okay. So over the course of two hours and forty minutes, you see lots of Christians getting um, chased down and persecuted, and okay, stuff huh. like that. Um, yeah, that was that. Um, can, can I just say something here about Adam Driver? Could he just stop bulking up and face the reality that he is born to play Joey Ramone <laughs> in a biopic about the Ramones? Okay. I'm just throwing that out there because, you know. We, we, I don't think he's weird enough looking. <laughs> they could weird him up a little. I don't know. Do They They had a lot of computer effects now, I suppose. they could. Yeah. They could get uh, Dick Smith. He's just going <laughs> to green screen the whole Joey Ramone. The whole Ramone should be green screened. Slightly unreal. <laughs> like they don't quite belong here. That that works for me. I would I would at least watch it once. Yeah. You're like, wow, they can't look at them. Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I I know somebody who 
was uh, looking for a particular Snoopy T-shirt just because Marky Ramone wore it in Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were like the third choice for that movie. Was, were they? Yeah, it was, it was like Devo was first. I wow. forget who the second one was. but Rock and Roll yeah, High School and Devo. Third choice. <laughs> I would love to see that. Blondie, maybe. I don't know. No, second no? choice. Uh, who Listeners, who would have been your <laughs> second choice? Right. Yeah, working backward from who actually got the part. Uh, yeah. The Sex Pistols. Sure. <laughs> I think it was actually too late by that time, wasn't it? It would probably yeah, yeah yeah I think so yeah I could I could see it being Blondie but that would have been like too much scene stealing with Deborah Harry yeah uh, do you know that PJ Souls is actually a uh, she's an honorary um, Ramon from having <laughs> she didn't even like them did she she didn't know who they were I right. think is what it was and then she I don't know who she is <laughs> in Halloween. Uh, she she's is, totally in Halloween. Oh, yeah. She's the one that takes her top off and says, see anything you like? <laughs> that one. Okay. But she didn't know the Ramones? I don't think she knew who they were. Well, John Hughes didn't know who the Psychedelic Furs were before um, Molly Ringworm told her, told him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Such sorry. Such an unfortunate name she was saddled with, Ringworm. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. she would have changed that. Well, she told so many people <laughs> in Hollywood have changed their names. Maybe she did change it. Maybe it was even worse than Ringworm. It could have been Scabies, <laughs> Molly Scabies. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but she's adorable, isn't she? Or wasn't she? I don't know. Is she still I'm, alive? I didn't see that movie. No, is she still adorable? Pretty in Pink? Nope. Never saw it. Hmm. Well, I at least skipped all those John Hughes. Movies. Yeah, I missed a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw all of them, but that's neither here nor there. We watched a lot of weird things. You know. <laughs> this is a new low. A we <laughs> we sidetracked from Jolien's <laughs> list. It did. I saw The Damned. That was Ratscape, isn't it? Oh, hell yeah. That's right. Yeah. They were on uh, um, The Young Ones. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. Uh, Video Nasty. Yeah, which we're going to talk about in and a minute. And they're on tour again right now. Mm-hmm. And they might even come here. All right, back to your list. Sorry. <laughs> so number two. <laughs> uh, Lights Out. There's a horror movie from last year. Lights Out. Sounds familiar. It did really well. It, it cost like $4.9 and it made $148.9 million. Wow. And it's based on this uh, short film from 2013. And so they got the same director, David Sandberg. And uh, they, the, the idea is, uh, in, like in the short film, every time the lights go out, you can you see some shadowy figure getting closer. Mm-hmm. And if you get the lights back on, it disappears. Before it gets to you. So, of course, uh, yeah, um, he, he wrote a script and, and expanded this out to feature length. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get an awful lot of batteries wearing out and electricity going off things like that naturally uh yeah um they really need a good electrician in this house but um yeah it's got uh teresa palmer's stars in it and uh i felt i wasn't scared by it at all it felt like it was watching a diagram like all the all the scares are in the short film or even in the trailer yeah um, but uh seems all formulated yeah, it's just mm, yeah, I didn't didn't really connect with that one. Um, Chimes at Midnight, I saw that again. Which one's that? Orson Welles, nineteen sixty six. It's Chimes at Midnight. Is it? He, he's like since he was a kid, he's he's been wanting to do this film about Falstaff, and so it puts together like four or five different plays. So it's Henry the Fourth. Part one and two, mm-hmm. Richard the Second, Henry the Fifth, Merry Wives of Windsor, and uh, so he's like taking bits from each of them, and then and it, but it's basically the story of Falstaff and the guy who becomes Henry the Fifth, and uh, they're friends, and they and they like knock about in brothels and things like that, and, <laughs> and uh, but but eventually, uh, so then eventually this guy becomes king, and the relationship changes, 
but uh, it's beautifully photographed. He, he shot it in Spain, basically on a lie. You know, <laughs> he, he he like told the told the <clears throat> people with the money that he was going to shoot Treasure Island, and you know that'd be you know, huge. Yeah, everyone would love that, it. That'd be popular, and you know. Yeah. But he 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 took off and shot. Was he ever honest? <laughs> At some point, not. you think he just he enjoyed being dishonest like he could have paid for all these things that's one of the interesting things about this movie like Falstaff is this like enormous guy who like lies all the time and, and about himself and about other people <laughs> and just so that he can get free stuff and more booze and yeah and food you think bit of huh. autobiography going on <laughs> yeah and, he, and he's also kind of a lot like uh, Orson Welles's dad as well so uh yeah it's interesting from that point of view as well um, that's actually a good time for me to tell you that uh, Joey at Superior Printing said he would listen to a whole podcast of just you talking about Orson Welles. Okay. <laughs> he, ought, he ought to read those Simon Callow books. They're really yeah. amazing. But yeah, this has got... So John Gilgood plays Henry <clears throat> Fourth. Jean Moreau plays Doltaire Sheet, who's this uh, sharp-tongued whore. Um, Margaret Rutherford plays Mistress Quickly. She's the kind of madame. There's... Uh, Michael Aldridge plays this character called Pistol, who is in Henry the Fourth. Pistol, as his character, just turns up and he just tells dick jokes, basically. <laughs> uh, Shakespearean dick jokes. I and mean, this movie is great for if you want to hear some, like, you know, Shakespeare insults like no other person on earth. Yes. So these people are just, like, roasting each other for minutes on end. Just... Uh, further proof that Shakespeare was an American. <laughs> uh, and horror fans look out for Ingrid Pitt. Uh, and Fernando Hilbeck from Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, he he, he turns up as one of the army. Uh, it's got this amazing battle scene, Battle of Shrewsbury. Just oh. that awesome was basically a few dozen people, but it, it, the way it's edited is just oh nice. It's just astonishing. Great battle scene. And then because we're doing the scanners, uh, I rewatched a couple of psychic power movies. So The Sender from '82. Nice. Which I like. It's kind of a bit of a gem. Kind of a small, mostly small scale. Feels like a TV movie for the first half, and then the blood gets going. <laughs> you get more good. spectacular things. There's a <clears throat> decapitation. And also the power. Boring. Uh, <laughs> from '68. Produced by George Powell, directed by Baron Haskin. Oh, that's a different The they Power. They did War of the Worlds. Yeah, this one's got George Hamilton, Susan Plachette, and they're, they're part of this team that are. Uh, they're basically torturing volunteer students to test endurance and various things um, for research for space missions. And uh, they, they uh, one of the team realizes that they've got someone, some, someone is there who has an amazingly high IQ, and this translates into huge psychic powers. Oh, okay. So it's they're kind of there's certain parallels with scanners it's kind of a thriller template and it ends up with the two psychic power people having a psychic duel oh sounds at familiar. the end with some flesh stripping <clears throat> and things like that um i think bits of it want to be like hitchcock it's, uh but it's just not no not in the same league it's no you know, a, lot, a lot of it's quite dull but it's got some cool late 60s stuff to look at and you've got a guy with his eyes bugging out <laughs> nice yeah um, so anyway that's what I watched oh that's your list well I finally finished Lisa and the Devil yes yeah, I think I might have mentioned that last time but uh, <clears throat> um, I did watch The Boy which um, oh yeah it's the one, it's, from a year or so ago yeah it's the one where the um, young American woman uh, goes to England to be a nanny, but it turns out this old couple wants her to watch over this lovely porcelain doll of a boy and treat it like a boy and read to it and put it to bed and all this stuff. So this doesn't sound creepy at all. Not a, not a little, but, but a lot. Perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that one is, um, that's worth watching. Um, it's, How uh, do they get the scares out of such an ordinary scene? <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't think they could, but in some places they do. And believe it or not, there's some twists to the story. Really? Yeah. 
So it's actually pretty good. Um, Turns out it's just a doll. Yeah. They were crazy people. There's nothing supernatural going on. Everybody's imagining stuff. Yeah. I started watching The Long Hair of Death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was... That's uh, good. Yeah. That what one, is that one? Barbara Steele. Yeah. It's a... What was it? 67, I want to say? Earlier? A little earlier, I think. 64. Somewhere somewhere in there, anyway. It's filmed in black and white. And it, it looks great. And uh, her unnaturally large eyes are... <laughs> staring at you and darting about the whole time oh okay that's yeah. what you want yeah yeah that's exactly what you want from that movie um but the one i really got into that was interesting was video nasties moral panic censorship and videotape mm-hmm. and this is something i saw on shutter and it's a documentary about the video nasties mm-hmm. fantastic and I, and I really enjoyed uh, and there's like three different video nasty documentaries right now mm-hmm. And this one was funny because they interview these schoolboys, and I'm imagining this is Jolien's little <laughs> little shithead classmates lying about what they've seen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. They're like, yeah, we, we watch everything. <laughs> they're just basically. It sounds like they're all latchkey kids, and they just rent movies from somebody who doesn't care, and they watch them at home where no one's paying attention. I didn't know that's that. What I did. Well, yeah, that, that's what all kids tried to do, but apparently in England, maybe there's a lot more latchkey kids at the time. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a, we, we couldn't afford a video player at the time. But, uh, but uh, it sounded like per capita, more people there had one. Uh, yeah. TVs are, it was a huge proportion of families of TVs. I think it's one of the top in the world, but yeah, um, yeah I knew people who had video players, but yeah, I wasn't one of them. Yeah, I was only a little kid, so I couldn't go and rent the things. And uh, so, you, yeah, you'd have to hear reports about <laughs> things which all turned out to be... Bunch of school kids telling lies. Lies, complete lies. But, uh, yeah, I didn't know about... What's her name? White House? Uh, oh, Mary White House. Uh, she, she was worse than Tipper Gore. I was just going to ask. Yeah. Or, you know, say. Yeah, she, she, was, she was awful. She Britain's was, Tipper Gore. And whenever they would ask these people who were like totally anti-horror movie, you know, well, what which ones have you seen that you thought were particularly horrible? Mm. Well, I haven't seen them. Yeah. I just know what's in them. Right. Yeah. Well, really? And then some of them actually watched things like Cannibal Holocaust and things that looked way less real than that. And, uh, and swore that they were watching a snuff film. Yeah. So that's like, that's... are you kidding right now? Like. Oh yeah, a lot of this legislation was done based on nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there was a there was a report came out. It's like a really it's a book length report. I read it, and uh, it, it was all about you know uh, research in, into how children are affected. And oh yeah. Uh, all the conclusions were written before uh, anything else was. Yeah, it was all fabricated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they proved that. Um, the best. The best thing that uh, somebody did to Mrs. Whitehouse to sort of get even with her was they started a porno mag and named it White House. I forget what the guy's name was, but he's like, (laughs) he was like the Larry Flint of England, apparently. (laughs) He was just like, yeah, guess what I'm going to call this. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's definitely worth a watch. There was another one I started watching that wasn't as good. So I paused it at about. 15 or 20 minutes and switched switched over to the other one. Video naughties. <laughs> yes. Video nasties was way better than video naughties. Um, I also watched um, another uh, Jeremy Gardner, uh, Christian Stella and company, um, Tex Montana Will Survive, which is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I didn't see the movie. You but saw I that saw it was on there. That on there. I didn't realize that was... Uh... Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Um, it's about a survival real, you know, like a, a reality show, survival show guy, who has to really. He's he's set out to really do a survival stunt of thirty days in the wild because he's been found out to be a phony. Yeah. And it's just him with a whole bunch of batteries and a whole bunch of cameras and not a lot of wits or skills or food. He and likes these kind of survival things. And it's a comedy, so he's making an ass of himself the whole time, which is... Oh, that's fantastic. It's pretty I'll fun. watch it. Yeah. It's, yeah <clears throat> it's definitely worth a look. And a bunch of episodes of The Americans, you know, getting oh, caught yeah. up on last season. I have season. to watch. We've fallen behind. Yeah. Uh, we did start watching some uh, Indian 
telenovela. Because oh, no. we thought, oh, well, you know, we'll watch something from India. Turned out it's Turkish related. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Only it's, you know, now in the 11th century or something. The 12th century, I guess. Um, a lot of the same hats appear from our other <laughs> Turkish telenovela. You can imagine. Special appearances. It's from the same costuming department. Yeah. It's very, very over the top. So uh, it's it's silly. Now, here's a question I wanted to ask you, Will. And, and Jolien, you may have never heard of this. Maybe you have. You know who Andy Griffith was, right? Yeah. It was like a TV show about a kid. and Yeah, and his sheriff dad. And Don Knotts is in it. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy Griffith went on to play other characters, such as Matlock, the Southern lawyer, and uh, some other characters. Did you ever see his first one, Face in a Crowd? No. Oh, that's fantastic. No, I haven't. Yeah. I'll have to what see is that, that character's name that he plays? <sighs> I used to know it. He's so he's. Yeah, I'll have to see that. Yeah, he's a very good actor. Oh, um, yeah. oh it's good because he's just like he's so not Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever see a show called Salvage One? Yes, you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! It's okay, like it's like a scrapyard with and they built their own rocket. Yeah, what an idiotically stupid premise, but. For some reason, people watched it for a whole season, and it... well, they put it on for a whole season. Nobody well, watched it. <laughs> I remember watching it. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I remember seeing. It we must have been clips of it, or maybe yeah. you know, oh that comes on, but it seemed too stupid to watch. Some hillbilly with a junkyard builds a rocket. Really? Yeah. I'd watch anything space related. Yeah. Well, that's where I was at with it. It was like, yeah. hey, it's some. Something about space. Let's watch I it. Watch that and Project Blue Book, which is about the, the UFO, UFO investigations. Yeah. yeah, they finally got it right and called it X Files. Yeah, anything with a glimpse of a flying saucer in it, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear X Files got renewed for eleven more? Yeah, doing ten. Eleven yeah. more. Is it ten or eleven? I don't know. I didn't even Part watch 10. the last ones. Oh, you should see them. I don't even think I watched the last season of the X Files. Yeah, they did those specials. Yeah, uh, they're quite fun. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like why revisit crap from the '90s? I want new stuff. I'm tired of Mystery Science Theater. Twin Peaks is coming back. I'm probably not gonna watch it. No, no. And I love David Lynch, but they dropped the ball so poor. You know, 25 years ago. Why am I gonna yes. let's pick it up now? Yeah, and yeah, think that it's true. gonna be anything. Yeah, that second new. season was a long haul. Oh dear God. I'm so glad I found somebody who edited out all the crap from that season. <laughs> yeah, you could just go strict, just skip from season one to the end of season two. And watch That's the pretty David much Lynch what they did. Special. They watched, they strung together all the David Lynch episodes, mm-hmm. and they did a really good job. It yeah. ends up being like a five and a half hour movie, mm. and there's some loose ends that really stick out now, yeah. but they were. They were already there in the right. series. There was never any answer. It's just now because there's not a whole buildup of loose ends on top of that that they stick out more. But uh, yeah, I don't think I can watch another season of that. Hmm. What else are they bringing back? Oh, I wouldn't even watch Seinfeld if they brought it back. There's going to be another Star Trek series. Oh yeah. What if they're... I'm okay with another Star Trek series if it's set. I don't know. It depends what the concept is. Yeah. If it's set... Star Trek can be set, you know, wherever. If it's... I don't really want another one set in the past or... I, I really don't a want... A reboot one, like of... The, the, the recent movies are just yeah, getting exactly. more and more repellent. I've... Uh, I couldn't watch any of them. Mm. They were terrible. Like the, the climax of that last one where they're just like... Number three? Yeah, they just sing along to a tune and, and committing genocide. It's just like, is this wow. Gene Roddenberry's legacy now? I didn't even see that. That's horrible. That's crazy. Yeah, they, Prime they, directive they, they, this. Yeah, they just stick on uh, sabotage. <laughs> really? And they're all like tapping their feet and then just killing thousands and thousands of aliens. Wow. Oh, they're aliens. Yeah, oh, well, but they've then... got a hive mind, so it's okay. It's not human. Yeah, it's okay. They're not human. Exactly. Okay. We'll send wave after wave. <laughs> yeah. Right into the meat grinder. <sighs> so, should we talk about scanners? All right. Have we got any time left? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. Our it's, listeners it's are good. used to this by good now. Night. Yeah. 
Enjoy scanners, everybody. Yeah, we got two minutes. Um, <clears throat> I didn't expect a movie about grocery scanners to be <laughs> so entertaining. I mean, who would have thought that they'd have to work that hard to come up with the UPC code mm. and the other, you know, competing codes that people tried to come up with and at the, the time. The penalty for shoplifting was harsh, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was really harsh. Pretty messy in now five. First, uh, you can't breathe. <laughs> I have to say this movie did give me a nosebleed, which is always fun. Yeah. So, Scanners. I don't believe I ever saw this in its entirety. No? I'm pretty sure I didn't. This this movie is what the X-Men movie should have been. Yeah, it is David Cronenberg's X-Men. This exactly. is totally <laughs> David Cronenberg's X-Men. Um, way more than I even remember it. Mm. Uh I watched this a long, long time ago. Was it Seen a rental it a couple for you? Times. Yeah, my I remember watching this with my dad. He rented this, and mostly the head blowing up. That's pretty early in it. Yeah, we watched the hell out of that. So a lot of the movie was kind of dull for a kid, and then I must have watched it again in college at some point, and it really struck me as like, oh, this is the X Men. Yeah, for for a bunch of well, for a kid, it's a bunch of adults walking around and running around and staring and doing stuff that isn't exploding other people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> so I can imagine where it might have lost you a little if you were like twelve or fourteen watching this thing. Yeah. His his uh, preview cut that exploding head scene is right at the start. Oh, see, that's it just goes what straight in there. Yeah. Yeah. And that just freaked people out. People were fainting, uh, and but he felt that like. Later, later on in the story, there was a kind of a, a quiet patch, and uh, so he moved the oh, okay. head scene into uh, it. First. This was on TV a while back, um, <laughs> and we turned it on right when that scene came on, and Gene <laughs> hadn't seen this movie, so I was like, oh, Scanners! And then Boom. You know, his head explodes, <laughs> and they cut to the commercial, and oh, no. I was like, oh, well, that's it. I'm not going to sit through... You know, for whatever Comet TV or whatever it was, but yeah. it was good fun. So, so, I think we could watch a whole bunch of Cronenberg movies and make it through most of the 80s. Yeah, Videodrome's my favorite. Yeah, we watched I, that I love, one next. I loved Scanners for, yeah, that was one of my favorite movies ever. Scanners, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird to be new on board to this one because I, I was familiar with only a few scenes here and there from being around it when it was on cable at a friend's house or whatever. And all I remember was like, dude, really? With the exploding head? I was just like, my my impression of it was that there were going to be about half a dozen more exploding heads in the movie. Uh-huh. There weren't. No. That was that was kind of one and done, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, catching the dudes on fire looked pretty cool for a second, but then, then it looked kind of fake after the burning spot was left on the wall. I don't know. <laughs> When the uh, pardon me, when the hitmen come into the room where they're doing the yeah, where they're know, they're doing the, the group circle. the, the yeah. group circle thingy yeah, yeah. There's a couple of continuity errors in it. Yeah, and then there there was a scene where one of the scientists gets flung across the lab and it, and it and looked, through and glass. Yeah, it looks pretty fake, but mm-hmm. uh, those are minor complaints for something from 1981, really, because there's. You know, ninety percent of everything else didn't look this good. Mm. So uh, I got to say that uh, it was uh, it was Dick Smith did the uh, makeup effects, right? He did the uh, he, he was brought in to do reshoots on the ending. Oh, originally they they shot it where it was more pyrotechnic, and you can see stills of it or, or uh, photos of it where they have like um, a Cameron Vale character with like like a fountain of sparks coming out of his head. Oh, okay. But it just wasn't working. Uh, you know, the impact wasn't enough, so they they brought in Dick Smith a few months later, and he he did the the you know it was the first time people had seen those bladder effects, you know, the, right? Where the veins pop up on people's skin. Yeah, yeah. There had not been anything like that before. Yeah, uh, that's still a pretty good effect. And Chris Wallace did the exploding head. Yeah. Scene. Okay. With the help of the pyrotechnicians. With a shotgun. <laughs> shotgun full of uh, kosher salt. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they didn't use actual buckshot or birdshot. No, they, they worked out something that wouldn't show up mm-hmm. on camera so much, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be glittery. Nice. 
Yeah, it was pretty gory and pretty sudden. Yeah. And uh, I guess they had, what, livers, like rabbit? Was it rabbit livers, they said? It was dog food? It was mostly dog food scraps of, heard. yeah, scraps of, you know, when, when, when you've cast something in latex, you have yeah. all these, like, bits that they use for flesh and effects and yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, there's lots of that scraped together and bits of... Uh, you know, leftover food and. Mm. I guess one of uh, Tom Savini's favorite uh, things for texture was to throw a handful of Fritos in, and once they get soggy, they just look like matter, mm. this gross, bloody matter, and yeah. they'll absorb all of the fake blood nicely. And <laughs> if you watch uh, some of the extras, they get they go into a, all the things they tried out. Like they started out with um, like a, like a balloon head, and, and, and then they had the, like a plaster heads, and uh, yeah. So, so eventually they did this like life cast, and, uh, and then that was built over a. Um, various layers and then they have this like plaster skull and it's packed all this stuff and then they and then they just uh, <coughs> to get it to blow up like that they, they realised that inflating it uh, wasn't going to work so yeah so he just got his shotgun <laughs> and uh, um, and then basically they shot it outside with like screens around it right and like a plastic all over the equipment and uh so michael ironside's supposed to be sitting beside this actor and and uh he said so i'm i'm going to be sitting right next to him and you're going to fire a shotgun and buckshot's going to be zinging off of all the screens he said yeah he said do you know how much that's going to cost in insurance and stuff <laughs> and uh uh so that's why they they instead of a two shot they have they just focus on that yeah that, character yeah yeah that's uh that's another continuity problem this when they pull back there's nothing yes. at the table yeah <laughs> yeah like, uh, oh, mike slides didn't have anything on him yeah yeah, yeah I that, that didn't too. bother me as much as like there's nothing at the table yeah i didn't i didn't notice that the first time i saw it because that was just so shocking oh yeah, yeah no you're startled and, and, and there, there'd be nothing like that before. yeah yeah and like, uh yeah i mean you'd had the, the head in dawn of the dead but like as as far as England was concerned, you you didn't get to see that for years, right? But uh, Cronenberg was held in, in high enough regard that things were getting yeah, shown he could more completely. By the way, this is a Canadian film, Will. I know Cronenberg <laughs> is the exception to the rule. <laughs> the rule being that Canada can't make good TV movies. J- James Cameron isn't he Canadian? Uh, he's an expert. Is he Canadian? <laughs> he's an expert. He's more of a citizen of the world. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the age-old question. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I had to throw that whole scrap that whole theory when I remembered Cronenberg was Canadian. So. Yeah. But yeah. I've seen a lot of terrible Canadian TV shows. I, I knew Canada for uh, Canada, Canadian film for uh, animation because they should yes. used to show a lot of that on the arts <clears throat> channels. BBC yeah, they did have a lot of good animation that came out of Canada. My favorite comedy would be Kids in the Hall, as far as like. Com- also out of Canada. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. I would love to rewatch that and see how it holds up. And then you've got Black Christmas. Yeah, see, it, you start unraveling this theory, <laughs> and it just goes to pieces. Oh. <clears throat> so, uh, I read that. Um, Cronenberg had some weird thing where um, the financing for the film was on such a short notice that uh, yeah, they, they, they had new tax laws. Yeah. So if you spent your money right at the end of the year. Right. So for him, he had to um, put off writing the, the, the script because mm. he wasn't sure he was going to get the funding or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was writing between... Um, what, 4 a.m. and 7 p.m. or some crazy thing like yeah, that? Yeah, he'd, he'd done this, he had this idea back in the early 70s, I, I think it was called Telepathy 2000, uh, and then it became The Sensitives. Yeah, Telepathy 2000. So he had this idea kicking around for a while oh. of, of like an artificially caused psychic powers. Nice. And um, uh, and then, but he, he didn't have a shooting script ready when they said, Oh, you've got to start filming in two weeks, which went horribly wrong on the first day. Well, not not his, uh, their fault, 
it's not the, not the film's fault, but uh, they were filming on a highway because they they were just trying to think of things they could do. Yeah. To get going, so they like had traffic stopped on this highway where they were filming, and then this guy came along in a truck and he he didn't see the traffic was stopped and just piled over this car and killed two women. Oh no! So yeah, you know, the crew like had, were laying out a couple of women's corpses on the first day of filming. So. Oh. It's a pretty tough shoot all around. Yeah. So I misspoke a moment ago. 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. is when he would just dedicate some time to writing. And then, oh, I got some pages. Let's go shoot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's like, no, nah, you're not getting any sleep throughout mm-hmm. the schedule mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Wow. And it fits together this well. Well, yeah. And, <clears throat> and the reshooting, do you know at all, Jolian, how long that took? Uh, well, that they the had they had a anyway. long post production period, so like six months later, they were doing the additional special effects and things. Okay, so that that gives you some time to smooth some things over and. Yeah, and it, he was doing a lot of stuff in editing, like putting in new dialogue to patch over things. Yeah, there's. But a... he, he had he he's got such a strong vision that he can like change details on the fly and change dialogue and move things around on the fly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. We're gonna to have to watch that one. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, Chris Wallace effects on that was too. Um, yeah, so he he's got a strong enough. It's another explosion. Vision that he can he can roll with changes. Yeah, uh, he's good enough to do that. Yeah, and kind of weave it back in. It'll be disastrous with a lot of people. Oh yeah, it wouldn't work at all. And and uh, so, how much did Dick Smith do on this whole thing? Was it just he was brought in for the climax? Just that, just that scene, because uh, he was well known at the time for having done The Exorcist, Exorcist Godfather, um, uh, Little Big Man, and later after this, he did Amadeus and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> in fact, the uh, the lenses that Cameron Vale has at the end, well, Michael Ansari wears at the end those light blue lenses, uh-huh. uh, were made for Little Big Man. Oh really? For when when, um, when they're aging, when um, he's really old. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. yeah, good aging effects that he did. Oh, he, he was the best, wasn't he? You, you yeah. could always recognize him. There's a certain look to the mm-hmm. Dick Smith. Yeah. People. Yeah, like, that hun, hunger and things. Little Big Man's a really interesting one if you go back and watch that. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. I have to yeah, watch it. It's good because he just kept switching sides. You know, just as a matter of survival, but it makes for a really great story. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what else about this movie was interesting? Um, we get... All of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we get uh, we get a cast that includes Jennifer O'Neill, Stephen Lack, Patrick McGowan. Now, what have we seen him in, Jolien? <laughs> <laughs> Very you little. You know this guy, don't you? Uh, no, I had a hard time placing him. Really? No. He's he's been, <laughs> he's been in literally everything. Yeah. Uh, let's he see. was in that one show movie thing that I saw him in. He worked with Orson Welles too. <laughs> oh man, we could go down an Orson Welles <laughs> hole. Yeah, he, he did um, when when they were like trying out actors for I think it was his production of King Lear in the late fifties. Mm-hmm. And uh so Patrick McGoon comes on, he starts doing his bit on the stage and Orson Wells just starts chatting to the guy next to him. <laughs> and uh Patrick McGoon like stops. And you know the like temper this guy has. Yeah. And then uh, he starts again and Orson Wells just talks away and he and he and he, and he like yells at him and goes like I demand you listen to me while I'm doing my piece and uh, <laughs> and uh Awesome words goes like and I can listen as well as talk and, and, and <laughs> sort of Patrick McGoon like like throws some rude words at him and storms off and gets the part. Well, yeah. He's only heard those part those words a zillion times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking to I'm see probably gonna give him the part anyways. So. Oh, and he he was angry on this shoot because he didn't really understand it. Oh yeah. And uh and he, he also the drinking couldn't have held. But probably um not. Yeah, and Jennifer O'Neill. British actor drinking. Apparently, uh, they they <laughs> gave her a script with the gory bits taken out, so she didn't know until she got the shooting script. Oh. That there's going to be all this spectacular gore <laughs> splatter in it, and yeah, she she was she was really upset about that. Oh. Yeah, I'm just looking here at IMDb to see uh, as as actor Patrick McGowan has 63 credits, which includes Simpson. Uh, Simpsons credit, uh, 
And Columbo, one of Will's favorites. Oh, he's he's in that a few times, isn't he? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Ooh, I watched one, a Columbo two, from the 90s recently. Four times he was in that. Uh, all uh, Columbo in that looks like he's made out of wax. Oh. <laughs> it's so sad. Peter Falk looks like he's a waxened head that they <laughs> put in. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, I've seen the 70s ones. Yeah. Yeah. I like the 70s ones. I remember them coming on in the 90s and watching some mm-hmm. of them, but... Yeah, they still I know, hold up. I bought I all the DVDs the, for Emily. The 90s ones are not terribly good. Aren't they? Yeah. Do you I think... mean, they don't have the creative flair I think they had in the 70s. Do you think sometimes casting happens just like, this guy's kind of cranky, so let's just make him the bad you know, <laughs> angry person because he'll just already be in character because he sort of yeah because let's see he, and he plays the warden in escape from alcatraz mm. and Longshanks in braveheart yeah so he's just kind of this dick in a lot of his roles but, so. yeah well, that's what makes him exciting you know you watch the prisoner and he's not a pleasant fellow yes right which uh he was number six and number 12 yeah i'm scrolling back to see like what are some of the earlier things he did? But he goes way back to the 50s and 60s, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. He was not messing around. They said work. He said, okay, can I be mean and cranky and drunk? <laughs> and drunk. Uh, let's see. Who else? Neil Affleck. Any relation to uh, Ben? I do not know. No, but it's uh, related to Casey Affleck. <laughs> but not Ben. But not Ben. You figure it out. <laughs> I don't want to know. So good cast, though. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. seems to... <laughs> well, maybe some of them are surprised to be in this movie, <laughs> but otherwise they all seem to work pretty well together. I found the um, all the people who were meeting that, that <clears throat> had that kind of group, they all felt like they were harboring this really, you know, this darkness, and, and it, it they felt... They, they portrayed it really well, I thought. And um, it was it was nice to sort of see this for the first time or what might yeah, as well have been believe. the first time. Yeah. yeah, there's so many of these movies I've seen bits and pieces or thought I saw them and was wrong. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I'm so. sure if cause there's that scene where he's uh, he, he scans a computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen that in pretty recent movies where they've... Yeah, where the camera goes diving down the circuits, and the yeah, this. I wonder if this is one of the first micro effects or micro macro effects, like, effects or whatever. How big they... were those mm-hmm. models? You know, those circuits yes. and whatnot. That was great because they're like, nothing's gonna happen. I wonder if, <laughs> and then nothing happens, and you see, I told you, and then the computer explodes him through the window. <laughs> <laughs> killing them yeah it's, it's kind of like this uh james bond format is like a chase thriller yeah espionage thing going on and like most scenes end with mass destruction <laughs> something blows up someone gets killed you know i wonder if it's the same macro effects or micro effects or whatever you call it uh in the early days of the the csi show uh-huh. they did a lot of that stuff where it would show stuff happening on like and a, that was probably all computer generated yeah, but I, sometimes it was like going down through a, a wall socket or showing food smashing through in the threads I of mean, a napkin or whatever. It was weird. Yeah. It I would show how evidence would get left behind. I think most of those are probably computer generated. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting Why didn't thought. they ever have lights in their labs? That's... Why is everything so dim on that damn show? Why did they go to crime scenes in the middle of the night? <laughs> that's a good question. Not turn any lights on. <laughs> I'm gonna actually let's look. look for clues with our flashlights. Yeah, like same like, with the X Files. All the spookies come out at night. Let's not go out then. Yeah, <laughs> let's stay home and sleep, and then we'll go out in the day <laughs> when it's you know less chance of it being scary. Looking to see if we got any uh... micro <laughs> effects were done by Dennis Pike. And he's known for his work on Scanners, First Op, and Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future, which I've never heard of. Oh, that was, a, I believe, an interactive TV show. That's horrifying. That you had a, a gun, I think, or something that you shot at the screen. And it was an early videotape. Uh, basically, the gun 
click you through different scenes. Oh, that's weird. Um, I doubt it worked terribly well. I remember it being one of those toys that was, you know, outrageously overpriced that no way any of your friends would ever have it. So this is like Videodrome, but yeah, for kids. But for kids, exactly. Hmm. The program was part of a toy tie-in created by Mattel. Uh-huh. The toys consisted of action figures of all the major characters. Or maybe it was a spaceship. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Um, it was your parents' wallet, and you just fed bills into the front of this machine. <laughs> right. Basically, and then later on, another well, version, you could just attach a vacuum splashed. hose. <laughs> just suck all the money right out of their purse. Are we watching Videodrome next? Uh, I don't know, man. I think so. I love it. I think so. Okay, we'll tell you what. Let's. And I know what he did in '83. What did he do in '83? Anything? Do we do we want to turn into a full Cronenberg podcast Why for a few that? episodes? Why the hell not? It would be time well spent. Videodrome, the Dead Zone. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay. And then he didn't do anything. The fly in '86. And then the Fly. Faith Healer, which is an episode of the Friday the Thirteenth series, mm. and then Dead Ringers. Which I don't remember. Naked Lunch. And that didn't come out till the 90s. All right. 89 was... Uh, so uh, up, to, up to this point, he'd made his art movies and uh, and he'd made his like down and dirty exploitation movies like Shivers and right. Rabbit and I love those. Yeah. This, this one was fairly conventional, you know, relatively For speaking. Him. You know, it's yeah. kind of a thriller and the... the, the <clears throat> ending is quite uh optimistic yeah but in his his universe was that the yeah. original ending or or as far as like how that scene plays out we've won all that uh, kind of one body switch yeah i think that must have been that's hmm. okay i've got i've got some some uh horror movies from 1982 we could consider okay um, don't know this one at all. Girls Night Out. Um, the House Where Evil Dwells. <laughs> Trick or Treats, plural. Didn't we watch that one? No, that was Trick or Treat. I've seen The House Where Evil Dwells. Death Valley. Doug McClure in Japan versus <gasps> Doug McClure. Japanese ghosts. I'm Doug McClure. It has decapitation. <laughs> it has decapitation it does. in it? Um, let's see. Silent Rage with Chuck Norris. That's not horror, is it? Yeah, it's, uh, the, mm. the killer in that. The killer is like basically a slasher, isn't he? Yeah. Blood Song. Don't know that one. The Incubus. Oh, yeah. Panico. Invitation to Hell. The Aftermath. Satan's Mistress. The Entity. The Entity. Yeah, anyone? Don't have that one. Curse of the no? Cannibal. Have you seen that one? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Ages ago. Yeah. Okay, the Slayer. I if that, that one has to be out mm. in some form. I would hope so, unless there's a rights Although, issue with it. I think I saw it on videotape. Uh, let's see. Humongous? Probably in the late 90s. Humongous? Yeah. That's so know. dark. Is it? I mean, and visually, it's just so dark oh. you can't tell what's going on. <laughs> like you can't see it. Uh, boarding House, never heard of that one. Variola Vera. Um, honeymoon Horror. Manhattan Baby. That's Lucio Fulci. Yeah, and it's funny because it shows the video box and it says, Eye of the Evil Dead. <laughs> it's like not even the same title as what's under it. La Morte Vivante. The Sender. Yeah, the center. Yeah, got that one right here. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it's it's right here in the room with us. Very enjoyable. Visiting hours. That's one of those with the cover that I never That's trusted. Got Michael Ironside as well. Is it good? Uh, you can say no. It's <laughs> all right. He, he's like a yeah. He's he's another nutball who goes killing people in the hospital and. Hmm. That old story. Apparently, he wasn't making money off these movies. And no. So he couldn't afford to stay in Canada. So he had to come to the states. To the Damn. states. Well, that's all right, because he was in some good things here. Mm-hmm. How about Unhinged? And he got his arms pulled off in Total Recall. Yes. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. I should have just, if I knew how to do it back then, I would have just made reels of 
special effects, gory special effects, cut out the rest of the movie because I didn't care. Oh, yeah. But I watched Michael Ironsides get his arm stripped off oh, 25 yeah, times. After Scanners, I, he's so good in this. I, I watched anything that he was oh, in. Oh, yeah. You know, to my cost sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Was it Space Hunter or something? That... I've, seen a, I've seen him in a bunch of bad things. Yeah. Let's see. The Which dorm, is unfortunate. The Dorm That Dripped Blood. Hospital Massacre. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Living Dead Girl. You're welcome, Rob Zombie. Um, Hospital That's Massacre. That's a movie? You're welcome, Rob Zombie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a love letter to Rob Zombie. Oh, man. I want to see that. Pieces. We already did that one. Uh, Death Screams. Never heard of it. Don't Go to Sleep. Don't tell me what to do, movie. Yeah, bossy movies again. We're watching video drone. Um, we could. I think uh, we have to. There's the New York Ripper. <sighs> Night- That's Na- nasty. Cat, yeah. pe- Cat people with Natasha Kinski. Uh, oh, I saw that way too young. The Beast Within. Well, <laughs> Cat people. Natasha Kinski. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Tenebrae, we already did. Slumber Party Massacre. Tenebrae was 82? Yeah. Really? Apparently. At least maybe the American release. release. Yeah. Friday the 13th Part 3, 3D. Mm -hmm. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Basket Case. Poltergeist. We already did The Thing. And Creepshow. So there's a bunch of choices. Yeah, they're all good. But but did, did Videodrome come out in 82? You didn't read it off of there, but that's what it says in the book there. But maybe it didn't get released here till '83. Nineteen eighty-two. It says '83 in IMDb. I wonder why. Well, trust IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, trust them. There. Yeah, well, sure. Dead Zone was '83, so that would have been a busy year. Yeah. Now. Maybe you filmed it and it got held back. Yeah. Huh. Or it got limited release. In 82. Well, it says... And then major release in 83. Yeah, February 4th, 83, it says. That's what happened. Yeah. So it came out in, you know, New York and L.A. in December. Well, if you guys want to do back-to-back Cronenbergs, I'm fine with Videodrome. Back-to-back <laughs> Cronenbergs. Yes, I think so. Okay. It's going to be a Cronenberg sandwich. Mm. Not really. The meat's moving and it's all rubbery. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like kosher salt oh. and dog I food. I heard the, the guy who did the recent terrible, although I've not seen it. I can't say that it's terrible. Fantastic Four movie mm. said he kind of always imagined Cronenberg making a Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> and I think that would have been kind of interesting. That would have been interesting, but that, is, that movie wasn't. No, no, I've not seen the movie. I, I understand they really messed it up. Yeah. Um, lots of creative differences on the set. Yeah, it's like going from the template of Jack Kirby and making that. Excuse me. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. Well. Well, I think I have to watch it now. <laughs> there we have it. So, uh, till next time. Yeah. We're going to watch Videodrome. Okay. All right. All right. We'll probably talk about it as in as much length as we did scanners. Mm-hmm. Turn yeah, it's, it off. It's good. Watch it. That's, what else do you need to know? Scanners. Yeah, watch it. There's nothing we can say about it that's going to be insightful. Or you want to see what a mall... Interesting. Yeah, you want to see what a mall looked like in 81? They it, loved shooting things in malls in the 80s. Malls oh, yeah. were so he, hot. I remember in Rabbit, he has the, the Santa getting shot in a mall. Yeah. No, Rabbit is one of those that I've not seen. I need to okay. see. It's on... One of the, one of the, I think Shutter. It's probably on. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. check that out. Yeah, uh, that one and the Brood were like two that I remember. I could never see for yeah. whatever reason um, until recently. I saw the Brood for we, the first time last year. He was going to go in head with the sensitives, mm-hmm. and then he had the horrible divorce, and he he got the Brood out. Yeah. And then he felt happier after that, and he made scanners. Oh, okay. Yeah, the braids a weird one. Yeah. yeah. Angry, uh, angry movie. Yeah. Yeah, bizarre. Like, people hadn't seen stuff like that before. <laughs> Just sense, really. Well, that's true, too, isn't it? It's probably good. 
Yeah. So we all recommend scanners. Scanners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So uh, video drone then. Okay. We'll do it. All right. I'm not afraid to do two Cronenberg movies in a row. Two Cronenbergs. <laughs> yeah. Eighty-three. So, awesome. Long well, live the new flesh. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's call it a show then. Thank you for listening. Stay, Stay off, off the moors. moors.